Well then, I'd say that one was close. You almost had him. You've just got to keep that up for a few rounds. Big Jim says if you go down in the fifth, he'll win a packet. I'm not going down anyway, especially with all these people watching. No, no, I mean take a fall. Oh, well that sounds more reasonable. How did I let you talk me into this, especially as we won the football match? Actually, our side lost. Oh, was that our goal the balls kept going into? Yeah, I think I think you were supposed to stop that happening. Well, nobody told me the rules, and I got confused after we changed ends at half-time. I thought I was guarding their goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rules are confusing. Do they really need two teams there? Seems to me you could get a lot more goals in if the other guys didn't keep trying to stop you. I may be wrong, but I think that's the point. And what's the significance of the oranges, man? Are they in halves because it's half-time? What is half-time? Is it like your life is half over? This orange represents the sweet times you remember. The rest is going to be bitter and stringy. Um, yeah. Would you like to sit down? You seem to be having a moment. No, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, as long as you're sure. Anyway, remind me again why I'm letting this guy beat the crap out of me. Well, I think you're supposed to stop him doing that. Until Big Jim gives a signal anyway. Does the other guy know this is fixed? Because he's looking really mean. I don't think I can take much more of this. My knees have gone all wobbly. They'll match your belly then. Thank you, Charles Atlas. No, really. If Big Jim doesn't give the signal soon, this guy's going to kill me. I've already taken a hell of a beating. You've only shook hands with the guy. The first round hasn't started yet. Oh, God, I'm going to die. You're not going to die. Not... Die, die, probably. Look, don't worry, I've got your back. I'd be much happier if you had my front. So would I, so would I. But I have to sit in this corner. Someone has to hold the towel, you know. Don't be afraid to throw it in. Don't hold back and try and make me look all macho. Not sure if that's even possible. You are a terrible friend. Remind me why I hang around with you. I buy you beer. Except you keep forgetting your wallet, don't you? Yeah, I'm so forgetful sometimes. Yes, aren't you? Especially when it comes to paying off Big Jim. Now, now, let's not play the blame game. Let's just focus on you getting the crap beaten out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's bout. In the red corner, weighing in at 210 pounds, Dennis Spinecrusher Harris! He seems popular. <laughs> nah, they just don't like you. Everyone just wants to see you get beaten to a pulp. Look, over there with that sign, smash his teeth in. That's your mum. I think she started all the cheering. Nice. And in the blue corner, weighing in at 257 pounds. I'm just big boned. Gary, not in the face, star. Simon, was that really the best boxing name you could come up with? No, but it seemed the most appropriate. Okay, seconds out. Round one. I'd rather it was seconds in. Stop being a coward. You know what they say? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yeah, but he's going to fall on me. Stop crying. People are looking. Now, get out there and show him who's boss. Don't just stand there, you useless tub of a lard. Move around. That's it. A left, a right, another left. Stop letting him hit you with his left and right. Hit him back. Oh dear, don't think you should have done that. I think you've made him mad. <laughs> well done. I think you almost got a punch in there. Take out the gun guard, I can't understand you. 
You understood me fine. And I hate you. You don't mean that. It's just the incredible pain talking. Give me a bucket. Ah, tar. I think you're just supposed to spit in that. I shouldn't have had that pint before the start of the match. And it's not that easy with these gloves on, you know? No, especially the way you're built. What's that supposed to mean? I meant the gloves. They're very big. Or seem to be, anyway. Are you sure I can't find a better friend than you anywhere? No one else would put up with you, trust me on that. Hmm. And just to prove what a good friend I am, I'm going to say, I think the swelling suits you. It makes your face look more... face-like. Gee, thanks. OK, seconds out. Round two! Come guard back in, and off you go. OK, OK, OK. Yes, that's the spirit. You're letting him hit you again. Stop that. Right. Duck. Weave. Duck. Weave. That's it. Lie there and make him think you're done for. Then trick him with a surprise attack. One. Two. Three. Or just lie there like a lemon. That's it. Get up. No. All the way up. Go in the goal. No. Didn't catch a word of that. For God's sake, ruin the goal! No, no, still not getting it. Use your fists for something other than leaning your massive head on. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to Gary. You're doing very well. But how can you see him with both your eyes swollen shut like that? Stop swelling. Oh, I'm going to die. Probably. But don't do it till after the match. You're making me look bad out there. Making you look bad? Yeah. Anyway, so, do you want to talk about Genesis? Are you kidding me? This guy wants to knock my head off and you want to talk about that now? Well, like you said, you're probably going to die. So we need to get some episodes recorded. Now's as good a time as any. Plus it'll keep your focus sharp, on edge. I have a tiger, ready to take a beating in the next round. You are no help. And, though I didn't think it was possible, I actually think I hate you more. Where have we gotten to anyway? secret mate anyway now you're feeling a bit more refreshed and while we're waiting for the next round to start i don't want to go back in there let's talk appropriately enough about seconds out why not yeah so we're not going to go through this like we do with the albums and talk about each individual track because there's quite a few because there's quite a few and also if you want to know what we think about the individual tracks you can go back to the actual albums they're from yeah and you can see what we think about them there uh, yeah, you can indeed. Yeah. Um, but this we're just going to do as a whole. We're yeah. just going to look at the whole thing. And, yeah. and basically it's going to be an overview and our opinion. Yeah. Uh, we may dissect a few of the tracks. Yeah. 
but basically we're going to look at the album as a whole. Yeah. So if you've got an opinion about this, you can email us at revelationstationpodcast@gmail.com. You can visit our website. You can even, if you really want to, find us on Facebook and join our Facebook group. Yeah. Anybody's yeah. welcome. Post whatever you like on there. <laughs> when we say post whatever you like, obviously you can post whatever you like. Again, we're going to agree to disagree on this. You, you read it, so you, you read all the hate, hate mail you want. I'm nicely disassociated from it. Yes, but we welcome feedback. We want to know your opinions. We're doing this just to amuse ourselves. We hope we're amusing some other people out there. Yeah. Um, and if we are, or if you hate us, let us know. Yeah. If we find we're doing something wrong, we're more than happy to correct our course. Or, alternatively, not do that. Yeah, because quite frankly, my dear, we don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. We're doing this to entertain us because yes. we know none of you are listening. <laughs> uh, but on the off chance you are, let us know what you think. Drop us a line. Yeah. If you are listening to us through a podcasting app, can I recommend that you listen to us through the Radio Public podcast app? That's a really good one, isn't it? It is a really excellent, excellent one. And also, for every listen, we get a little tiny little bit of money if you listen to that. Simon, um, yeah. You, uh, you didn't mention we were making money out of this. Yeah, that's not something you need to worry yourself about the revelation station is free it will always be free but if you want to give us a little bit back help us pay for microphones hair gel coffee we'd really appreciate if you listen to us through the radio public good to know so this is seconds out have we got enough for a beer yet no we've got about two cents so this is seconds out this is uh, Genesis's second live album it's a double album it was released in October 1977 good year some confusion about what the actual release date was on Wikipedia you'll find it says the 20th 21st of October, although it was probably released earlier than that in the UK. Okay, so you think the 21st was the American release? I think it was, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are Genesis historians out there who'll be able to point them right now. I'm sure they're they frotting on the mouth of I'm sure think. they are, I'm sure they are. This reached number four in the UK charts. Wow, that's so pretty good going for a live really album. good, yeah, for a live album. Um, it got to number 47 in the US, so it's a pretty successful album. So what do you know? When you think about this getting to number four, Hard to believe that Genesis were big because you hear so little of them these days. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Having said that, when I went to Singapore, mm. I haven't heard that much Genesis. <laughs> in a lo- everywhere was playing bloody Genesis. Really? It was everywhere. Wow. Did, did you feel like you were trapped in a nightmare which you couldn't escape from? And it was old Genesis as well, not necessarily the new yeah. stuff. And I was sat there going, am, am I having some sort of seizure? Because I'm in the middle of Asia and I'm hearing Genesis on the radio. Now, I saw on Facebook the other day um, a Malaysian teen band, right, mm-hmm. from, I don't know when it was from, fairly recently, playing the Behind the Lines by Genesis and absolutely nailing it. Really? It was in flipping incredible. Wow. They really, really, really got you. 
if you were just listening, if I played you it now, just the soundtrack, until he got to the, the kid singing, um, until you got to him, you would not be able to tell it wasn't Genesis playing. Wow. It was incredible. So perhaps they are really, really big still. So I was hearing, I was hearing them a lot over yeah. here. And I'm, I mean, you know, a couple of times a day, which is more than you hear ever over here. Very freaky. Yeah. And, and shopping centres. Mm-hmm. I heard it in the shop in a shopping centre. Was it Match of the Day? Did they keep playing Match of the Day? No, it wasn't Match of the Day. It was good stuff. <laughs> Send him off, ref. Just just thought I'd mention that. But anyway, that's not about seconds out anyway, but anyway, that's good fact. Good fact. Good fact. So this is also seconds out was also the last release that actually features Steve Hackett. Yeah. He left during the mixing of this. Wanted to make another solo album and they didn't let him, so he decided he was gonna leave. That's it, I'm out of here. Yeah, so the story they tell is that Phil was driving to the studio one day and passed Steve and stopped and offered Steve a lift. It didn't splash him in a puddle. It didn't, probably not, no. Um, but yeah, he stopped and said, do you want to lift to the studio? And Steve said, no, no, you're all right, mate. I'll call you later. And then we forgot to the studio. Tony and Mike told him that Steve decided to leave. Steve had died years ago. <gasps> he died before the recording of That Kingdom wasn't Wuthering. Steve. <laughs> And then there was a severed head in the trunk. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Steve often says that the reason he didn't get left with Phil was because he knew that Phil was the one person who could have persuaded him to stay in the band. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. And he knew that if he'd got in the car with Phil, Phil would have talked to him. There would have been hugs and tears. Yeah. And then he'd have come back in. Steve, you've got to stay with us, man. You've got to stay with yeah. Think of the children. Yeah. Not they've got children, but you know, well, the Genesis children. Little wind, just little think, wuthering. Think what could have happened if Stephen had decided to get in that car with Phil. He might never have left. We've all been in that place. Then. Arguably, Genesis might never have become the huge band they were in the 80s. That's true, because some people say that they've simplified mm. musically, and that is true. They've lost they've lost a lot of the big band sound. Mm. When we get on to further albums, which we're not going to spoil at this point, they condense their sound mm. and it does become more poppy yeah but as a consequence of that they become a bigger hit see some say simplified i prefer streamlined yeah i'll go along with that because you still get the same you know great tunes but it is of a more contemporary beat yeah i mean I, say. I think the next two albums spoilers and then there were three and Duke. i think you could very easily slot steve onto those albums i think he could have done some good contributions to the songs that are already on there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he would have obviously contributed actual songs to those albums as well. But I think if he just took those albums and added Steve Guitar to those songs, I think that would have worked brilliantly. Especially Duke, because I think Steve would have been some fantastic contributions to some of the long instrumental passages in Duke. But from that album, after that album, that's when they really doubled down on the, the streamlined three-piece sound. Yeah. And after that, he would have... He would have, he would have stuck yeah. out like a song. Yeah, and that, that's the period where they became hugely successful yeah. so this is seconds out it's a live album widely regarded mostly by genesis fans as one of the best live albums ever released wow how incorrect yes as a live album i mean this was what 77 yes 77 um and they recorded it mostly in the palace de sports mm-hmm. in paris over four nights correct uh, except for the cinema show which was recorded at the pavilion de paris during the uh of the tail That's right, it's the only track featuring Bill Bruford on drums on the tail.
last time Bill Bruford uh, drummed for them. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, the reason for that was he didn't enjoy playing with Genesis because he likes to improvise and not play the same thing every time. Which is fine if it's your music. Exactly, but Genesis used the drum parts to cue other bits of music. So if he's not hitting those exact same parts at the exact same time, suddenly all the music's starting to go a bit astray. He didn't like having to stick to that restriction. Nothing wrong with the band, nothing wrong with the music he was playing, he just it wasn't for him. So he decided not to play with them. So now we've got Chester Thompson. Yes. Frank Zappa's drummer. That's right, yeah. He joined from Frank Zappa's band and Phil heard him playing with Frank Zappa and just asked him to join without auditioning and he said he would. He played with them for quite a while, didn't he? He did. He played right up until the uh, We Can't Dance tour and then he didn't play on Calling All Stations because they didn't invite him to play on the album. Oh, they didn't want to play anymore. No, so he decided he declined to play on the tour. So, mm. But he did play with Phil Collins um, right up until Phil Collins's final tour. Not the tour he's doing now and then apparently had a bit of a falling out with Phil and they're not friends anymore so he's not on Phil's tour no, really. which is a bit of a shame but just Thompson's an absolute fine drummer yeah you know he fits the music really well whether that's because he is a great drummer or whether he's just good at following the music who knows but he does a perfectly good job now everyone said that, as, you, as you said in the intro mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Genesis fans think this is the best live album ever they do incorrectly um, because it seriously is a couple of things I don't like about this album that really jar for me is the fact that it's recorded as separate tracks yeah it doesn't roll into tracks mm. like most live albums do. Yeah. Most live albums you feel like you're at a concert. Yeah. You don't get that with this. Yeah. This is quite heavily mixed as well. Yeah. So for me the big, big issue is not so much the individual tracks business. No, I'm not really that bothered about that. It's, it's the fade out at the end of the tracks, I don't But they did that live. Actually, they? Yeah, that's not faded out by the mixing. That's how they played it. I assumed it. it was the mixing. Yeah, that's how they played it. And what did you do? Just walk away from the microphone? I guess. <laughs> Stop playing quiet. Turn the volume down. That's it, the end. Yay! Thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, no, my big problem with it is that when Steve left, Tony Banks joked that they mixed him out. I don't think that was actually a joke. I think they have mixed him out because the mixing on the album is just... The drums and the keyboard are louder than anything else. Yeah, also, as you listen to the tracks, unlike most live tracks, the audience completely disappeared through mm. most of it. So you don't even hear the odd... I love you, Phil, yeah. in the background, or anything. Mm. It's like they've gone to the studio, recorded these tracks, and put crowds screaming at the beginning mm. and the end. It's yeah. a very odd sound. Um, or maybe French are very polite when yeah. they go to a concert. I don't know. Yeah. But, but it, it just seemed weird that you didn't hear the crowd during any point, at any point during mm. the, the track. A lot of live albums in the 70s were like that as well, though. I don't know. If you heard, like, Cheap Trick or Deep Purple. Made in Japan. Yeah, that is probably one of the best live albums. Mm-hmm. then, you know, you do hear the crowds. Yeah. Um, and the Japanese are a very polite society. Mm. Yet they made more noise, <laughs> um, which, yeah. is, which is... It just seems odd when you listen to yeah. it. But musically, I just feel that they, they have mixed Steve too low. During his guitar solos, you can hear his guitar, and then most of the rest of the time, you can't hear anything. It's like he's not even there.
well, the bass is really low in the mix. Yeah. So you might as well just have drums, keyboards, and Phil Collins singing, and that's really all you can hear. I mean, we say that, it, it still sounds nice. Yeah, it still sounds good. But it does sound... I mean, if, if this was how they sounded live, you'd go and see them. Yeah. Because they, they, musically, they sound great. Um, but as you say, some of the mixing is a bit dodgy. Yeah. The other thing that bothers me about this album, and it, to be honest, it's not this album specifically, it's mm. almost every band that's changed their lead singer. Yeah. You get the new singer syndrome. Mm. Whenever they go, oh, here's one from an old album. I didn't sing it, so I'm going to sing it in a funny way. Mm. You know, they just yeah. change the inflections on words. And I know they do it because, you know, they're trying to have their, their own musical mm. stylings to it. Yeah. But when you go and hear a band, you want to hear that song sung that way. Yeah. And when the singer goes off piste, it throws you. And yeah. you don't enjoy that track anymore. You're going, I'm just sing the damn track. Yeah. Stop trying to be be clever and put your own little twist on it because you're not doing that with your stuff. You're just doing it with the other singer's stuff, and that just I don't know. I I don't like that whenever I see a band group have changed the, the singer. I mean, to me, it's kind of an uninspired choice of tracks from that tour as well. Yeah, um, I, I mean, mean, they're not the hits. No, it's, it don't get me wrong. There's some great ones on there. Are some Dance really on the volcano, yeah. various other things, which, yeah. which are some of our favourites as well. Yeah. in the order no. that you would expect. There were great tracks they played on, on those two tours that didn't get included. So, you know, they played 11th of Mar on this tour. They played, on the Trick of the Tail tour, they played an absolutely fantastic Lamb Lies Down on Broadway medley mm. that they called Lamb Stew, which had bits of Broadway melody and all the instrumental passages. They yep. were singing and then led into Carpet Crawlers. And they've just sort of chopped off Carpet Crawlers from that medley and stuck that on.
And Phil does that great. He does it really well. But I would have liked to have heard a bit more of the Genesis. Yes, I know stuff. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This kind of this the track listing seems to me to be a bit uninspired. Yeah, the order that it's on this album, mm. I assume, is not the order that it was played in concert because it would be a very strange lineup to play. A lot of it is in the same really because yeah. they started with Squonk. Yeah. Well, here we go. Here's a good point. This tour, the Window Wooden tour, this was the first tour they did where they started the set list with a track from the previous album. And they do this all the way up to the Calling All Stations tour. Really? Yes. Okay. So they've got Wind and Wuthering, they started with Squonk. Yeah. Then there were three. They started with 11th of Mars. On the Duke tour, they started with Deep in the Motherload. And they did a fake out on that because they started with a... Right. Okay. So everybody thought it was going to be back in New York City. And then just went into deep in the motherload. On the Abacab tour, they started with Behind the Lines. On the Genesis tour, they started with Dodo Lurker. On the Invisible Touch tour, they started with Mama. On the We Can't Dance tour, they started with Land of Confusion. And then on the Calling All Stations tour, they started with No Son of Mine. So they always started their set list with a track from the previous album. They started with Calling All Stations with No Son of Mine. Yep. Is there a, is there <laughs> a hidden meaning there? Well, well who knows? Mm. The only exceptions to this were when they did a tour for Three Sides Live, they started with Dance on a Volcano. And then when they did the Turn It On Again reunion tour in 2007, they started with Behind the Lines and Jeep Medley. Um, but yeah, so this Swamp was the track they opened the tour with. Okay. Yeah, so it makes sense. And a lot of it, and they ended with uh, I Know What I Like. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty much in the right order. I would have liked to have heard that Lamb medley on an official record. You can hear it, it's on YouTube, because it was part of the uh, Genesis in concert. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. yeah, It's very good. Yeah, it is really good. I've really enjoyed that, and I think it would have been much better. The one thing on this album that stuck out for me is really, um, I hate this, was, uh, <laughs> of course, Robbery Assault and Battery, yeah. which Phil decided what this really needs to make it better is mm. a few more silly voices. That is not what this needs. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, as you know, I don't like yeah. this track anymore. So I was quite disappointed that this was on there because yeah. I don't think it's one of their strongest tracks. And the way it's done on this, I think, makes it sound even more hateful. That's just my, my opinion. Yeah, I just, yeah, that track I don't particularly enjoy anyway. But I think we agreed on that. It yeah, was, it wasn't did. a great we track. Did. But I know what you mean. So here we go. Let's go into this discussion now. Let's, okay. Let's address the elephant in the room. Supper's ready. Yes. So Genesis fans argue whether the seconds out version of Supper's ready or the original Foxtrot version of Supper's Ready is the best version. Ah, would you like to know my opinion? I would like to know your opinion, because... I don't like either You version. don't like either. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to be fair, I actually didn't mind the live version mm. of this. Um, it wasn't too bad. It, I still a long, rambling track that mm. I'm not a big fan of. Yes. 
So what's your opinion then, seeing as you, you, you've already mentioned Robbery Assault Battery and the, the funny voices that Phil puts on in there. Phil puts on a lot more funny voices in uh, Parts of Supper's Ready. Kind of enjoying it a little bit, so I didn't notice the voices. Ladies and gentlemen, we have. <laughs> can can you just repeat, please, no, for the no. the people listening at home? No, I'm not saying Mr. It again. Star, no. please, no, will no, no, you no. repeat no. for the people listening at home? No. Do you or do you not like this version of Supper's Ready? I want a yes or no answer, please, Mr. Star. I plead the fifth. Now, I said I was a little enjoying it, enough not to notice the silly voices. Mm. That doesn't mean I like this track. It just goes on and on and on and on. And although, the, you know, it changes, it's like five different songs yeah. within one song. Mm -hmm. And it's only because they couldn't come up with something decent in one lot that yeah. they just jammed five together. Well, I still don't think it works very well. We've had this conversation. I, I don't agree with you. I know I you think don't. it's great, but... And I don't agree with you. I think it's terrible. Shall I shock and amaze you now? Ooh, go on then. I don't particularly enjoy this version of Supper's Ready. I don't think Phil does it as well as Peter Gabriel does it. Would you like to write that down for me? No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I disagree with every Genesis fan who says this is a better version. I don't think it's a better version as well. I don't think it's a bad version. I think Phil Collins kind of pulls it off, but I would much rather listen to the studio version. Ooh, we're going to get letter. Mm. Mm, we're going to get letter. Mm. Letter F. Letter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and probably uh, some other letters. Yeah, so we're both in agreement. When, 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 yeah. I almost like it, and you almost don't. Yes. Here's a little fun fact, though. Yeah. When they were rehearsing, for the 2007 reunion Turn It On Again tour, mm -hmm. Phil suggested that they do Supper's Ready as part of that tour. Did they? No, they didn't do it. All the rest of the band just went, yeah. It's 20 <laughs> minutes long, we're not going to play that. I'm boring. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they didn't play it. Oh, I they, wish I'd gone see that tour now. They played a little um, in, introduction, the, sort of the, the opening segment mm -hmm. um, on the Calling All Stations tour. Don't get me wrong, some of the, some of the, some of the parts of it mm. are fine. It's just so long. Mm. I just, I just get bored of it, and some of the bits I just literally don't like. But as you don't like it, and I kind of like it, does that yep. mean it evens out to us both being ambivalent about it? I think it probably does. Yeah. So there you go. That's supper's ready. Takes we a actually whole agree. So there you go. But that takes me back to the track listing again on the vinyl record. That takes up a whole side. Yes, it does. Do you need a whole side? Could, we could have had three or four other tracks, tracks yeah. instead of Supper's Ready. Definitely. But then again, as you say, it's a fan favourite. Mm. So why wouldn't you put it on? Well, there? yeah. And, you know, and it's Phil singing. So most people... This is their first time of hearing Phil's... Yeah, you didn't get at to it. hear the talk. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of, maybe. 
But yeah, this is often considered the definitive version. I this this was the Wind of Wuthering tour, wasn't it? This was the Wind of Wuthering. Yeah, which, uh, as we've said, was recorded in Paris. But they were, they were doing a lot of South America, North America, mm. and the whole, the whole shebang at this yeah, point. Yeah, this was the first tour they played South America. Why did they choose France to record it? Mind you, they were using the Dutch recording studios at this point. Yeah, maybe, it was, maybe it was just because it was easier to get the equipment over or something. Maybe, I maybe. Don't know, I don't know if they were overseeing the recording. Maybe those. they already had a, like a, a setup in the back of the, the arena was already set up for recording. Maybe uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that was good. You can just see them going. Okay, this is how <laughs> it should be set. Turn down Steve's mic. Yes. Yeah. That said, about supper's ready and Phil, me not enjoying Phil's version of that mm-hmm. as much as Peter goes. I think it. He turns in a cracking version of Firth of Fifth. Yes, he does. He does that really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and Cinema Show, I think he does really well. I think we've expo- I've explained before. Mm-hmm. Cinema Show is again one of my favourites. Yeah. Even though it is a fan favourite. Mm-hmm. Genesis fans are very weird. They are. About what they like. I mean, I know everybody's got their own personal taste. They know They're what they wrong, like, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, I, I still find that a tedious little song. Mm. Not one of my favourites. Yeah, I enjoy it. I know you do. I think you, you like you like. You're a sick guy. It's not a ballad. It's kind of a ballad. It goes on for ages. I know. <laughs> Does that mean ballad? No, I mean boring. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, but I think he does good versions of those songs. I think they are they are good. They are. They are good. It, it doesn't suffer too badly mm. from other singer syndrome. No. Um, I mean, five of the tracks on the album mm. out of twelve. Yeah. Are songs from Trick of the Tail, Wind and Woodland. Yeah. So seven tracks on this album are ones that Phil didn't originally sing, which is quite a heavy weight. It really. is quite a heavy I mean, weight. But then, he's, and he's, when you bear in mind one of those is Supper's Ready as well, yeah. so the vast majority of the playtime on this album is Phil singing Peter. Whereas you would think they'd be pushing the new they, stuff. They, yeah, they'd be pushing the new stuff. They, they're obviously going to include some of the stuff that Phil sings with Peter, but you'd think they'd go more half and half and have. This is, this is Especially what we are they're now. changing singers. Exactly. Yeah. This is what we are now. This I mean, is our when, song you, when you see a, a, a band now and they're pushing a new album, you'll get two, three tracks off new album. Mm. But when they're changing singer, mm. they do tend to push yeah. more of the new stuff. Yeah. Which is they understandable because they're now trying to get this sound, new sound, deal with it. This is what to expect. Please encourage, you know, please stay with us. Yeah. I mean, exactly. But you can kind of understand it on the Trick of the Tail tour because they've only got one album. Mm. So they're going to replace most of the Trick of the Tail and then they're going to fill up the set list with tracks from previous albums. But they've got two albums at this point. That's, you know, what, a, what 15 tracks? Something like that? Yeah. 12, 15 tracks. So they've got more choice, but they don't seem to have cut out the older tracks. Not on this album, anyway. No. They, I mean, they, like I say, they were playing things like 11th of Mark and, you know, Unquiet Slumbers for the Sleepers is no. on here. They no. played that live. They've got Afterglow. To me, Afterglow does not work unless there's that instrumental bit before it. No, I know what you mean, yeah. I 
I mean, it worked in later tours. They played it as part of a medley, so it was the end of a medley. That worked. It doesn't work when it just goes no, straight look, into the track. So is Firth of Fifth. That mm. hasn't got the piano introduction. No, but they didn't play that one. That's not been no, cut. That's not I'm, been cut off. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something else that you miss when it's not there. Mm. Yeah. That's the, well, that's the track list anyway. <laughs> what do you think of the track listing? Mm. Um, I was pretty happy with some of it. Yeah. Um, the musical box. Oh yeah, I don't like those versions. No, not really. And it's one of my, as you know, one of my all-time favourite tracks. It is, although they don't play it all. No, they don't. It's kind of more of a medley sort of thing. through the song mm. more than well it was hot yeah I know but it was it was just you go hang on we've just gone into musical box mm. when did that happen yeah so tacked onto the end of the lamp yeah which was a bit of a, a bit of a choice. weird way of doing yeah. it yeah <sighs> what do you think of Phil's version of the lamb by the way no no he doesn't do it as well I remember too many too many as I was saying too many musical stylings mm. to try and make it his own I mean I that was the first version of the lamb I heard because I heard seconds out before I heard the lamb um, so that was the first version that I'd heard, and when I heard the Pete Gabriel version, I was like, oh, well, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see. I, I enjoyed the Phil Collins version, but the original version is much better. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's always the same when you get new singers singing and old singers stuff. The new singer singing old singer song songs. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I did say that. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps not some of the tracks that I would have put on there. You know, I would have taken a few off and left them out because live albums tend to be uh, a kind of a taster. Mm-hmm. So you get a, a good lineup, and they do tend yeah. to go. This is what we play on tour. This is how we get mm-hmm. fans really excited. And some of these tracks weren't that. So maybe I would have cut this down to not having Simples Ready on mm-hmm. there, and putting some more tracks on there. Yeah. I don't know. Did, would they have played any older stuff on there? I don't think they did. I mean, they, they did occasional encores of things like The Knife, which but would have been the, nice to hear. But, but the thing is, they were recording a, a live album. This is mm. technically their second live album, yeah. but really their first yeah. live album. Yeah. That in mind, if this was what you were doing, mm. and you know you're putting this out there for non-fans, yeah. you would have done a fuller range of your music, mm. I think. 
yeah. rather than just basically what, what three albums we're talking about here. Yeah. I'd have done I'd have done something from earlier on as well, just to give everybody a full range. Mm. But not so heavy with uh, certain albums. I don't know, they, they cover every album apart from Trespass. And obviously and from Genesis Revelation. Mm. You've got Musical Box, yeah. you've got Supper's Ready, you've got uh, Cinema Show, you've got The Lamb and Carpet Crawlers, so that's that, and mm. then Trick of the Tale and then Wind of Women. So they've got a track, or half a track at least, from every single album. You're just trying to make me stupid. I am, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Not, it's not difficult, is it? It's not really that difficult, no. <laughs> it helps if you know the subject you're talking about. It does. Which, which quite clearly, I, I'm, I really I'm, don't. I'm educating you. You are. This I'm, is like the Open University As we Genesis. said right from the very first, I, I'm just a just a, a eager... Eager beaver. Eager beaver, and, and you're the Genesis aficionado. I am the professor, and you are my pupil. This is not Pygmalion. <laughs> uh, yes, professor. So, we've talked about the mixing of this album yeah. before, but not being very good. There is a fan out there, I, I believe, and I apologise if I get your name wrong. I think there are several fans. There, there are several fans. There's probably at least one listening to this. I think his name, and I apologise to him if this is not your name, but I think his name's Steve Brooker, and he remixes a lot of Genesis stuff. Not remixes and adds a dance beat and makes it blah, 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 blah. He changes the mix of the song so that you can hear different instruments. And he's done a complete mix of Seconds Out, deluxe version of it, and added lots of the extra tracks that were recorded but not released. Okay. So things like the the Broadway melody. And oh, the extended version yeah, before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like um, Watcher of the Skies, where they played a little bit of the intro and then went into a different track as an encore. So he's done that. He's taken those and he, he's mixed the actual track so that you can hear the guitar a bit better. I would rather listen to that version of the album than the officially released version. And in fact, I've got both of them on my iPod and I don't very rarely listen to the original version. The only time I've listened to that original version recently is because we've been going to review it. Have you got him on your iPod, Granddad? Yeah, it's not an iPod actually, it's an MP3 player. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> on my mini disc player. <laughs> how many tracks is on that? Is it the same number of tracks? Or? No, no, there's, I can't remember exactly. There's about 15, whereas there's 12 on this, I think it's 15, but he's done the encore as one long track, so that's about three tracks. So is all this taken from other people's recordings? Or? No, the the extra tracks that he's added are from official sources. Like I said, the Broadway Melodies, he's recorded the sound from the, the film, the Genesis and Concert Night 76, okay. but then he's mixed it so it sounds the same as, as the, the tracks. Wow, that must have some mixing. Yeah. Imagine uh, the Genesis video. Video. Was that from video or has that been released on DVD? It was a movie. They released it. What I'm saying is that so the sound quality mm-hmm. couldn't have been that great. It's, no, it's been officially released on YouTube. So it, it's an official release. It's not like somebody's recorded it in a cinema with a, whatever you would have recorded it on in, in the 70s. It's actually been released on YouTube. So it's perfect quality. So yeah, it's really good. But I think that's, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah, I think you should release a whatever it's going to be, 42nd anniversary next year. Wow. Yeah, so release an anniversary version of this with all the extra tracks in it. And it works really well. I'd rather listen to that than anything else. But not the best live album in the world. No, but certainly not the worst. It's a good, al- good album. Yeah, but not the best. Wouldn't be in my top ten live albums. I no, definitely not mine either. Although I enjoyed it very much. I didn't But it. I can think of several mm. other bands yeah. whose live albums would be well in front of the list on this one. Mm, definitely. Good. I'm not saying it's a bad album. Yeah. It's just not great.
Genesis. Genesis. Simon, oh. I, th- I think your sponge is wearing off. Oh, yeah, you're looking a bit woozy. I. Uh, right. I. I. Hang on a minute. Oh, you know what? There's no point now because the, the next round's about to start, so I won't uh, sort you out there. Don't let me go back in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, here we go. Everyone's coming back. Uh, I think. I think. That's your problem. You think too much. Don't think. Just hit him. Don't make me come back in there. He's going to kill me. I thought Big Jim was going to give the signal. Oh, he did ages ago, but, well, you look like you're enjoying yourself. So I didn't want to interrupt. What? Big Jim must be furious I didn't take the dive. No, no. Now you mention it, he doesn't seem best pleased. He keeps making a sign with his finger on his throat. Oh, look, now he's talking to the boxer. Oh, crap. Why is he smiling now? Something certainly seems to have cheered him up. I wouldn't have thought he'd be happy covered in blood the way he is. It's not his blood. Stop complaining. You've got some left. And I'd like to keep it. Stop moaning. Now get out there and make me proud, son. I... Gum shield in. There you go. Good lad. Don't just stand there getting hit. Do something. Pretend he's your bank manager. (laughs) Bloody hell. Have you thought switching banks? Would you like to talk about it? Get off him! Get off him! Back to your corner! Back to your corner! What? What? What happened? Where am I? Jeez. Did I win? Jeez. And the winner is, by knockout and possible fatality, in the blue corner, Gary the Animal Star! I won? Jeez. Big Jim's gonna kill us. I didn't mean to win. Don't get cocky, kid. You only just won. But a win is a win is a win. And where there's a win, there's a way. You're just stringing random words together. I'm the one who's supposed to be concussed. Well, it may interest you to know that I had faith in you. I actually placed a bet on you to win. You wouldn't believe the odds I got. We have more than enough money to pay off Big Jim and probably enough for a pint down the pub after. Just the one pint? Several, actually. They were very good odds. Well, I suppose. Every cloud. Exactly. Now, go pick your teeth up, get out of the spangly comedy shorts, and we'll be off. Sound yeah. good? Okay. You've got to do the whole podcast like that voice then. A flower.